Hey, everybody. Really fun episode of the morning show today. We discuss the continued activity on Bitcoin ordinals despite Bitcoin's volatility. We talk about two highly anticipated token launches. And last but not least, we talk about what the market may look like if we actually do see the Bitcoin ETF get approved after hours today or over the weekend. Overall, it is a great episode of the show. Hope you enjoy it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFT Morning Show, Friday, January 5th, the day that potentially we'll get an ETF approval on Bitcoin. We have a lot to talk about today. We do the show Monday through Friday, each and every week right here on YouTube, Apple and Spotify podcasts, X platform, uh, basically wherever you get your content. Uh, we are going to discuss the continued activity on Bitcoin ordinals despite Bitcoin's volatility. We're going to discuss two highly anticipated token launches and what the market may look like if the Bitcoin ETF actually gets approved today or over the weekend. First off, I want to shout out a Bodago of the day. Today's Bodago of the day, Johnny Utah. Johnny is a founder and a 2017 Bitcoiner. He's one of our most loyal listeners. He's also a Nifty Portal and Bodago whale. He has 55 Bodagos, 44 Nifty Portals, and is, has accumulated 160,000 bones and counting at the nifty.com. You can follow him at Cray Security, C R A Y S E C U R I T Y, Cray Security is his handle on X. Shout out to Johnny Utah. I've actually met him in person, uh, if I'm not mistaken, down in Miami at Art Basel more than once. Uh, so shout out to Johnny Utah. Um, badass Bodago. Has a cool story of how he got bored apes and all that. Uh, really, really cool stuff. We can... Oh, Nick? You didn't mention uh, one of the key stories here. And I wonder, I'm wondering if Easy is on this or not. Have you been down near the mall to see what's going on there? In Miami? Yeah. That I don't think that happened in real time. I think that was like a day or two ago. Okay, but I mean, are, are we still seeing aliens walking around in the mall or like what's going on? No, uh, Clemente landed and it was all hands on deck. They were like, oh, who the hell is this guy? This Chilean walking down the street. So they got He's a little bit He's the alien. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Touchdown and now all these uh, police officers. I read, though, that the, the alien is 7 to 10 feet, though. For those that aren't aware, P.O.'s one of those. Uh, basically, there was a situation going on at one of the malls in Miami. I'm blanking on the name of which one it was. Uh, like Brickles Mall or something like that? It wasn't Brickles. It was Bayfront. Bay, Bayside. Oh, Bayside. Bayside was, Mall. So, yeah. okay. So, here's what's going on. Every cop in Miami is surrounding this mall. But they're saying that it was teens hitting each other with sticks. So now, what we're also hearing out of the mall is that people were running for their lives and that there were fire, uh, the, there were shots fired inside of the mall. But what people are saying is that the shots that were fired were directed towards what appeared to be a shadow-like aliens, shadow-like figures, that were anywhere from uh, this person saying eight to 10 feet. I saw seven to 10 feet was, was what I saw. And then a TikToker, this guy, I mean, he was just going for the views, I think. But he was talking about how he was inside. You know, we were just hanging out at Foot Locker. And, uh, and basically, uh, 
him and his girl hear some shots being fired. He's like, yo, I'm going to follow the crowd. You know what I'm saying? And as we're walking, we look back and these two shadows are coming towards us, basically. And so I don't know, like I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this. Easy, our our local Miami uh, representative, and now we have an entire crew. We have Clemente and Easy down in Miami, yet we don't have the information. Like I, I'm trying to figure out what were you doing other than this? Like, how did we have any other priorities in the organization well, other like, than normally you? when these statement shots fired is shared around uh, public news stations, I typically stay away from that area. Uh, that's usually a bad sign for me to just tuck and run towards it. So because of that sentence alone, I opted to stay as far away as possible. See, Nick, Easy's not a trust fund child, as, as many of our listeners okay. are, are aware that you are. Yep. Uh, so he understands what to do when uh, shit goes down, when the block yeah, is you hot. Get, you get the fuck out of there, Nick. You don't run towards it. Some of us don't have the capital to just pay out of pocket to remove bullet wounds like yourself. <laughs> well, now Nick's just rich too, so he can get the bullet wounds out. Um, Nick, what did you, what do you make of these alien stories in 2023 and 2024? Do you think that, we, you know, uh, like alien life is really uh, interacting with us? Well, there was the fake one. You're talking, was it, was it a, like a Mexican, uh, uh, was it Mexico or was it another country where they were like it these... Yeah, it was Mexico. And honestly, just bringing that up, I'm like, what even was that? And then also the guy afterward that had that testimony uh, in D.C. or whatever, where he was like, uh, he was like, they were like, so are you saying that you ex you uh, experience or like you had your hands on non uh, er on like life from uh, a planet besides Earth? And he's like. Yes, I'm saying that. Then he goes on Joe Rogan. And then everybody that likes alien shit, which, by the way, I want to go on record. I don't like alien content. I've never liked it. I really don't like it. Do you um, not believe in aliens? I do believe that there's life somewhere out there in the massive galaxy, the massive universe, uh, <laughs> the, the, the hundreds of galaxies. That's wicked funny. That's a really good meme right there. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the Nick crypto hoodie a crypto punk hoodie meme with the alien thing but real quick then that guy goes on joe rogan everybody on twitter is amped about us it. like oh my god this one's gonna be good i was like all right i'll listen to this stupid alien uh content because apparently this is the guy and literally he's like there's a lot i can't talk about i, I can't talk about that particular thing I, i'm not gonna be able to talk about that at one point rogan goes to him like so what can you talk about you came to the damn studio i do two hour podcast what are we gonna talk about here um yeah anyway well I didn't watch that one, P.O. This one felt like the most uh, likely situ situation. This may have been, in my opinion, the first alien sighting, if, if, if we're being honest. You don't think it was kids fighting with sticks? Our kids love doing that. Well, I just think that it doesn't make sense to have uh, hundreds of cop cars when it's kids fighting each other with sticks. Yeah, but the statement was that it could have been gang-related, was why the multiple cops showed up. Stick gangs. That's well, you gotta understand. There, like many times, it could have just been a physical altercation versus, like, they just picked up sticks to try to beat the shit out of each other. Nick. Well, whatever the situation is, maybe what they were doing, maybe the shadow aliens were warning us about a Bitcoin ETF rejection. You know, that's what I feel like they may have been doing, and they could have been visiting. They went to the wrong place. They went to that mall, and they were trying to communicate. Yo. You're naked long right now. Where's your hedge? What, what You'd is have to be an alien to think that it's not going to get approved, Nick. So I think you're on to something. Well, I mean, look, 
they didn't think Trump was going to get elected, Pia. Okay? Right. right. So I'm just saying it was like 30% chance. This one is 10% chance of rejection. That means if you flip a coin 10 times, P.O., you're bound to get rejected. You know? Did you see Scaramucci come through with the it's done tweet? Uh, did he? My guy Scaramucci just okay. writes it's done. I, I just covered my bases, though. I've now just tweeted both the Bitcoin ETF will be approved today and the Bitcoin ETF will be rejected today. I, I love so I'm just going to get rid of whichever one is wrong. I'm not. Listen. You got to do what you got to do here. So I saw uh, him on a documentary that I watched last night on Netflix, which was just kind of weird. It involved uh, who's our uh, real vision. Uh, Raul Paul. Raul Paul was like a main character in this documentary uh, on Netflix, which I had not heard about. And I'm watching it and they're talking about like the future of finance and they're, they're bringing it from... Uh, uh, the wall street what, what was the anti-wall street protesters back in the day the one occupy wall street occupy wall street and they and then they transition into uh bitcoin and then they transition into meme stocks and then they transition back into crypto and they interview the guy who held doge and uh and then they interview the artist uh shepherd fairy yeah and uh which we we had gotten uh, Obey. Uh, on that drop. It's still in my uh, wallet. I mean, it's worthless. But uh, he's he's basically talking about. He's like a key figure in that documentary. Also, when he's basically saying that uh, that the best part of NFTs is the whole royalties thing and how this is the future of art, which is hilarious because like every ETH NFT now has zero royalties. Uh, so so. Like, clearly it was shot before that happened, yeah. but it was nice to get a time capsule of that to remember that the value that everyone discussed with NFTs was royalties. Like On, that on was, the artist side, that was an, a massive, colossal, um, foundational part of the pitch. And that's why it yeah. became such a political issue when there were issues with royalties. And every, like, because we were just kind of like, okay, like I never really thought the royalty was going to be like the whole thing. But the artists were like, yo, this is like, you know. I mean, I kind of thought it was a major part of it. Well, it, it, it still is. I understand you're, you're, you're forever, you know, skeptical, condescending toward, you know, those trying to make a living. I understand it. But I'm, I, I'm just saying, like, we did think royalties were a main part uh, of, of the business model, you know. And, and to be fair, we view that on Solana as well. That is a major part of it. It is if you have volume on your collection, which is an insanely, insanely, insanely challenging thing to accomplish. Um, honestly, it's a miracle. It's just a miracle anytime anybody accomplishes it. Dead, dead serious. It's just it's a straight up miracle. Um, it's a pretty anyway, straightforward path, though. Just announcements of announcements. It works every time. <laughs> Um, there you go. Well, look, let's get into the weather report. Uh, Bunny, why don't you, can you cook for us, Bunny? It's Friday. January 5th, market volume <laughs> market volume sent at 24.6 million, Blur at 19.5, OpenCF 4.2, Solana at 6.5, ETH back on top. Looking at the leaders across the board, most are seeing little movement with the crypto volatility. Other movers, including Michelin Explorer Club, up 40%, Bitcoin Puppets up 200%, and Gaming Gladiators up 34%. Over the past 24 hours, it was a volatile day for crypto. Many expect the Bitcoin ETF decision to happen as soon as today. The debate continues whether or not it'll be a sell the news event. 
with uncertainty in the market. Bitcoin, ETH, and Solana pumped about 5 to 10% before a pullback, sitting at even Stevens over the last 24 hours. Looking over at Ordinals, no monkeys. Once again, the hot topic, they ran to another all-time high of 0.28 Bitcoin, which is over $12,000 and flip mutant ape, not in market cap, before pulling back slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Over. The founders also doxed their two wallets, which hold 500 node monkeys each and are currently worth almost $12 million each and uh, bringing question marks around long-term selling pressure around the collection. Token season continuing to heat up. Pixelmon shared details for the upcoming Mon token, including pre-sale allocations for the NFT holders. Animoca also made it <laughs> as they created a Twitter account for MochaCoin which is one of the highest anticipated token launches in 2024. Pixelmon holding steady at a 1.5 ETH floor, up about 10. Uh, the others up 10% to almost 4 ETH. Lastly, DGen activity heating up on ordinals. The winner of the day, Bitcoin Puppets, collection recording 3.5 million in 24-hour volume, doing a 2.5x to 0.022 BTC, with a lot of node monkeys also buying into the collection. Back to you in the studio, PO. But buddy I, out here with the with the salt like the single tone. And we yeah, see the that the Bitcoin ordinals are being purchased right now. So that's what's going on there. Some people are purchasing it from Node Monkeys. They're buying the this other stupid fucking collection. Uh, but it's not not bigger than Mutant Ape Yacht Club. I, I was surprised. I was surprised by Bunny's monotone. I, I'm wondering if that was a creative choice. Um, that was interesting for sure. <laughs> Some updates from the newsletter, the Daily wow. Digest. Wow, coming in with the elbow, just dropping. Hey, Bunny, how does it feel after that body slam? God damn. But you muted yourself I, I, or something, Bunny. I think you muted me. Why'd you I mute did not mute you. I did not mute you. Oh my god. The audience is shocked that you can read. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. This is posted to X platform every morning. It's pinned up top on the Twitter spaces. It's also emailed to anybody that subscribes at the nifty.com. First story, Logan Paul has an uh, Logan Paul, a, you know, very famous YouTuber, social media personality has announced buybacks for his failed crypto zoo project, giving 0.1 Ethereum per eligible NFT. However, the claim process requires users to KYC and sign off from any future legal action against Logan Paul or involved parties. Love to see that it happens right as, uh, you know, the crypto market starts to heat up. Next story, flooring protocol is going to add a massive portion of reward allocation to FLC token pairs starting today at 7 p.m. Eastern time to incentivize trading. In the last seven days, the flooring protocol token is up 150% to three plus cents. Web3 gaming content creator, Jonah Blake, friend of the show, Jonah Blake, has announced a partnership with Magic Eden and Polygon Blockchain for his upcoming real agency profile picture collection. Very cool stuff. Saw Jonah announce this yesterday. Big shout out to Jonah on this W. Next story, Celestia, the TIA coin, Tia, 
sees a new all-time high of $17.20 and a 14% gain in the last 24 hours. Seeing random coins start to pump, ladies and gentlemen. Love to see the action in the general crypto market. Now, last story, Jack Butcher is going to give away 250 ordinal checks inscribed in February 2023 to single check collectors on the checks one year anniversary next month. Uh, so some news from Jack Butcher's camp after the one-year anniversary of the drop of checks. Nick, something to add here. Well, the Logan Paul thing. Uh, did you see the guy who's been tweeting out just hate at Logan? And basically... and Coffeezilla? Then also, no, no. No. I'm, I'm, he, kidding, I'm kidding. But Are you on Twitter, P.O.? I kind of am confused about it. Because first you missed the alien content. Now you're missing the Logan Paul tweets. Do you even use Twitter? We should probably schedule a call with HR to figure out PO's, PO's schedule. He needs to spend a little bit more time on the Bird app. So because on Twitter, I, I prioritize just engaging with Bodagos constantly. Um, you can so make I try excuses. to do that. You can make excuses to make That's us That's just what mad. I do. And then the second thing uh, is I just focus on all things Bitcoin-related content on Twitter, uh, following a handful of people that are just all Bitcoin all the time. Uh, and then... Yeah, most of the other time I've just been spent uh, crushing processes in 2024 with our new hire, Jack, who's been killing it. So this guy, uh, Do It Big Chicago. I, uh, I know who, that name. Yeah, who's just a, uh, I mean, he's a he's an interesting fella. Um, <laughs> he kind of scares me. Yeah, I mean, he has a photo here like, of I'm a couple be of guns. here. kind of scares me. I don't want to be on the wrong side of this guy. So whatever he says, I'm backing him. I completely agree with you on everything. I believe everything you post. And if I can help in any way, let me know. Yeah, I haven't read any of his tweets, but I also agree with them. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get... Uh... <laughs> totally on board. <laughs> I love so, the political move there. Just, hey, to go on record, I haven't read anything, but I agree with the guy if he's scary. But bunch of guns oh, right Jesus, there. Jesus, dude. I, just you can kidding. I feel great about my decision. Yeah, so, that, I'm, that's I'm a Chicago corner. guy. That's a Chicago guy right there. So this guy basically has a photo with like him and Logan Paul and KSI and they shot some video together. And then this guy became the largest bag holder of uh, Logan's NFT project. And then uh, there were a number of engagements that happened. One was uh, Wizard of Chicago said. Um, Wizard of Chicago. W w sorry, Wizard of Soho uh, replies to this says, wait, tell me more, and do it, Big Chicago replies, last person I'd ever explain shit to is your grifting ass. Forgot to block you with the rest of these pieces of shit. Still, <laughs> still, still waiting for you to open your mouth when I see you like it was the internet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that last part means. That means that you better keep oh. the same energy in person. That's what oh, that means. Okay, that means, it. oh, you, you talk shit online. You better keep that same energy when I see you in person. Do a big Chicago does not play, ladies and gentlemen. Good no, God. Guy, and, and he's rocking this mutant ape hoodie with, with his similar like crypto punk pendant that I had. And I felt like, am I this guy? Wait, that's like, the it, gentleman right there. That's do it yeah, big Chicago. That's do it big Chicago. He's bigger than uh, Logan. <laughs> he does it big. Vertically. Uh, I don't know Anything about that. He says, yeah, man, I agree. Totally on board. And uh, he, I mean, this guy is all over the map. He posted a video where he was uh, like, w where he went after like Gary V, where he was like, w which was a recording of Gary V uh, basically pitching. Um, I, I forget who, so, 
pitching somebody on the future of V Friends and saying, "Are so you going to seven years? You're going to make people bank, and they're going to love you yeah, for it." Yeah, yeah, this one. Uh, this maybe guy you gets can information. Even... Like we should, we should speak to him about getting into our journalist team. Clemente, this can guy you gets click? Information. Can you click on each of these videos so we can hear the audio real quick? What I did when I saw sports cards three years ago was I got the most wealthy baller friends I had in. And just even acquaintances, people I didn't even know that well. They made so much money on Jordan and LeBron and everything. So then go to the other one. Relationship three years later is crazy. You should continue to go ham on this because I'm going to fucking slay it for you. But you should probably spend a lot of time right now reaching out to acquaintances, friends, dear friends, and best friends and business associates and get two to three other whales to come into this because in seven years, when you made that person real bank, it's going to matter. So I got like tagged in this reply. I don't know what's going what's going on with this video. What sort of investigation he's providing? Because he it, he had already there. He had called all of his buddies to talk about crypto punks before. Yeah. Um, what he does? He pitches people on investments. He pitches people. So he's out there selling, and he's saying, you know, he's giving the hot tip. That hot tip was the same. Someone said this is like the text message you got from Gary. And and uh, kind of yeah, did, yeah. I got the uh, seahorse. Uh, I sold that for a tax loss. Clemente can pull this now. thing up fast. Like no one can pull this up faster than Clemente can. I, it's it got to be bookmarked. bookmarked. Yeah. <laughs> it must be bookmarked. <laughs> <laughs> That's just impressive. Like if the conversation is even trending towards the seahorse, Clemente just hits the screen with it. Uh, it's almost like Clemente's on the show via the seahorse. Well, I, I I took some losses off of that uh, seahorse. Um, our accountant texted me and was like, literally on January 31st, and was like, yo, I found seven NFTs. You should probably dump real quick. And uh, so I sold my crypto. I love, bought, I love bought back plan. a floor item. I got a uh, I got rid of the fly fish club, bought that one back. I did get rid of the seahorse, but I haven't purchased that one back yet. Um, in terms of <laughs> like, they wait uh, on buying the seahorse back. Personally, <laughs> the other ones feel kind of good. I like the crypto rebuy. Uh, which which one did you get? Can oh, we see the he crypto? told me to dump the Vayner Sports Pass. I might buy a couple of those. Oh, but Clemente's got to walk me through how to end up at a Jets game with Gary V as a result of holding these uh, Vayner Sports Passes because I'm just not in the Discord, so I'm not familiar with what needs to be done. If there's anything that I'll say about having a Bodago, and by the way. My last comment here, and we can move on. Uh, yesterday, I was going through all the support tickets that uh, Clemente didn't do. And so I've been going through the whole backlog. I want to apologize to anybody that had a support ticket that was waiting on a response. I, I was backfilling September support tickets uh, yesterday, but I was giving people bones that were own, owed bones. I went through a whole process. And so uh, I'm going to continue fulfilling those over the next couple of days. I got a DM from somebody. One person had... Uh, seventy thousand bones owed to them. That's how that's how big it was for them, uh, because there was a bug in the system a while back, and so uh, I've been uh, backfilling all those different things. Um, the the result. Okay, uh, people bringing up one of the three support issues here, and Clemente is highlighting them. Uh, dude, don't highlight them. You should be the one feeling the guilt. You know, as a result of not taking care of these support tickets, Clemente is not able to come on show, on the show today for audio issues, I think, or something like that. So we can't hear from him, fortunately. Uh, but the thing I was going to say, I'm working through all those support tickets and we're, we're resolving them. Okay. 
So if you were missing bones, and why did I bring that up? Dude, you don't need to be in the Discord in order to get the information. If there's key events happening and you stake your Bodagos on the site, we automatic or portals, we automatically send you an email when those events are happening so you know what's going on. That's the bottom line. We're one of the only platforms and maybe the only project that actually sends emails to your inbox so you don't got to check Discord every Crazy fucking idea. day. Crazy it's, idea. It's ridiculous. Uh, so look, so we actually have some exciting stuff to talk about. Or exciting for me. I find it interesting. I don't know if uh, Nick will agree. You know, so he's Bitcoin. off an opinion. No, it's not. Not talking about Bitcoin, buddy. No, no I'm talking about other things. Um, real quick, uh, first story Clemente laid up, and this is interesting. And I'm actually genuinely curious to hear from Easy and Nick on this. I actually don't really have much to say on this. Can we out-trade the institutions? The collective we being the traditional crypto, I suppose you would call it, DGEN audience, um, with the Bitcoin ETF approval on the horizon, many people are debating whether or not institutions are going to make, tra quote, trading crypto easier or harder. Uh, Ansem, popular Twitter personality, uh, definitely writes a high volume of tweets, said, zero shot, the TradFi guys are better at trading crypto than us. Absolutely zero. Nick, what, what's your genuine take, man? Both you and Easy have traded uh, stocks and traded different markets for decades, literal decades. And no, no, I was dead, 16, dude. Dead serious, though. I want to know what you actually make of this. I wonder, though, you, you don't have a full, like, you know, you, you know more about stocks than you do about Bitcoin. So that I just want to preface this. That might be a gap for the audience, but please. It's actually uh, crazy. I know more about Bitcoin than your ass, but you're, what, what you consume, <laughs> what you consume is all the propaganda associated no, with don't. Bitcoin. What are you and talking just about? just restate Michael Saylor talking points uh -huh. the same way that my uh -huh. cousins re restate APAC talking uh -huh. points. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, uh, uh, shout out to the Israeli lobbying uh, organization, but the, the 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 that's what APAC is. That's what I was referring. What I'm saying is he's given the propaganda, the talking points to specifically state to people, and that's what Pio's saying. I know more about Bitcoin than you. Okay, I, I was out there. there. I had a Bitcoin wallet before you were born. I know okay? you did, and you didn't couldn't figure it out. <laughs> You'd be fucking so rich. Anyway, please go ahead. Can we out trade the institutions? I don't even know what that means. Like in general, the, the, the only <laughs> distinction is actually the I documentary I watched last night was specifically about this, which was literally talking about the GameStop sort of saga that was taking place and how they out-traded the institutions. That guy's that uh, got out-traded is still filthy rich. So they shot a video of him sitting in his like $45 million mansion in, uh, in Florida where he has just like a ton of stuff. Um, but it was a, uh, man, I have no fucking clue, dude. I, I, all this speculation about it. No one has any idea. Literally. I don't trust anyone that any, anything that anybody is saying suddenly, like we just saw interest rate, uh, information. I'm sure you didn't see that this morning yet. Pia, uh, was, uh, the information came in about the job market continuing to be hot. Interest rates went back up, uh, as a result of that. Um, the odds of a March interest rate cut dropped down to 50% at this point. Um, I wasn't expecting a March interest rate cut. Higher for longer. So you knew what it was going to be? You, you <laughs> know what it was going to be. Say, you, were you talking with Pal, with Jay Pal? <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were on a phone call with him and he was like, you know what the, the inside scoop is so you could go you know, pre-trade the information? 
He told me just close the fucking door. Interesting. Well, the bottom line is, uh, I have no idea. This this tweet is uh, Clemente. This was an awful story, man. You got to keep working. Okay, you know, I just feel like this. Uh, the it's a useless tweet. Easy. What's your take on this? I mean, we're always out trading the institutions. The institutions are not buying ticker Bitcoin. They're not buying Pepe. They're not buying used car. There's no shot they can out-trade us. They're just going to buy the Bitcoin ETF. The big thing I'm curious about here is like how the, how the ETF is priced. That's like, I'm curious. Like, is it going to be like $20 a share type of approach here? Or is it going to be actually pegged to the Bitcoin price? Those are the things that I'm more curious about because that's going to have like some interesting dynamics, I would say, across the board with it, where the retail participants getting involved are going to feel better buying smaller numbers, worse buying higher numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the, the institutions are going to be able to outtrade us at all. Well, the interesting thing, and this is a little bit of a segue, uh, our buddy Rom, when he came on the show, dude, he, <laughs> that's a guy on the institutional side that could quote out trade somebody. He's like a Spencer type, uh, but like more senior and, and like wicked experience at everything. But he was talking about that tool. I forget what it was called. L2 or like layer layer two or something, that uh, tool that he was going to use, that was basically a way for institutional investors to have more or less access to the entire crypto ecosystem. He was talking about being able to do like liquidity pool stuff on, on Uniswap and stuff like that, you know? So that's advanced. A guy like that's going to come through. OSF has been tweeting some really good stuff about how basically there is, and this isn't a surprise, right? There's a significant percentage of investors, um, you know, at, at, tri at traditional institutions that actually don't believe that the Bitcoin ETF is going to be approved. And it's not like 5%, it's like 20 or 30%. So think about it. They're geniuses if it doesn't get approved. Right. And, and they were bearish for, you know, their bear, being bears uh, is totally validated. However, if it does get approved, they're completely out to lunch. They're completely out to lunch. And I got to assume they're probably not going to ape the shit out of it immediately. So they're going to watch their colleagues, uh, you know, have really good um, results from buying the Bitcoin ETF over the over 2024. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them. I want to segue into Ram's list for 2024. So our buddy Ram Alawalia of Lumita Research had a tweet yesterday. He called Ram's list for 2024. He was a guest of the show last month. He shared some counter trades against Goldman Sachs November report. Some highlights include, despite Goldman Sachs having a Tesla and an Apple allocation, Ram is shorting both of them and instead longing Google and Meta. He talked about how he doesn't like Tesla stock on our show. He tweets about how he doesn't like Tesla stock. I have a ton of Tesla stock. It's definitely made me think about it. Mark Yusko also proactively brought up that he doesn't like Tesla stock on the show. So that, you know, I got some things to think about here. But uh, in the past 12 months, Tesla is up 115%, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because it's sold off uh, very heavy with crypto. They have a large Bitcoin allocation. It's also treated as a meme stock. So it recovered in a similar way uh, to like Meta, although Meta is actually up 173%. So Meta has outperformed Tesla over the past 12 months. Nick, what do you make of Tesla, Apple, Google, and Meta? Uh, I own Microsoft. I yep. own uh, Google and I own Apple. Uh, although, yeah, the, the tide is turned. Everyone's shorting uh, 
Apple. That's not really a counter position at this point. Uh, it seems like he's countering his arch rival is Goldman. I like setting your bar, like to be like, yeah, dude, it's either Goldman or me. You know, th those are your two options when, when uh, you're in the market for insight, information, and trades. Um, I've never been in Tesla. I did not ride that wave. I regret that only because I was more interested in them as an AI play um, than anything else. Uh, and they, they were previously getting more data than anybody else. Um, after driving and having this negative experience with the Tesla, it, 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 it Pull, put a little cold water on my uh, perspective of owning one of uh, one of those cars. Um, that said, I, dude, I have no idea. Facebook right now is just like uh, on fire with their stock. I'm not buying it here. Um, I sh wish I had bought it at $90 when Kix and I were talking about it on the show. Uh, Google is always interesting to me. Microsoft is always interesting to me. Um, Apple is a more difficult one they have a ton of money but it's not clear that they've always had the best use of their capital like towards what they've put it toward and uh right now they're operating in the like innovation territory with their new uh headset with their uh the, the goggle the glasses yeah whatever it's called their mixed reality stuff um which i think is interesting but I still think has a few years to go uh, as it applies to like just regular like consumer usage. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I actually could see. I do feel like my Apple exposure may be a little uh, too much Have here. You? I don't want I, I don't want to ride it all the way back down. Um, I don't think it'll go all the way back down. It's not like the iPhone is dead. Uh, I'm still on the upgrade cycle. But uh, a lot of people have been say saying that there's weakness on that front. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in it, dude. These are like the general. These are the stocks that if you were in, you outperformed the market over the past decade. So yeah. that that that's that's where you wanted to be. And now the question is, will they outperform the market over the next decade? That's tougher. I don't know. That that's and that's a harder thing for me. I saw a metric that over the past 20 years, um, it was an incredibly low number of companies uh, that have, you know, basically continued to be at the top of the S&P 500. So basically just, you know, uh, just because something has outperformed over the past 10 years certainly does not mean it will over the next 10 years. Easy, you are an incredibly experienced stock trader. What do you make of these different stocks that we're bringing up? Tesla, Apple, Google, Meta. Give me another split on Tesla. Uh, that's all I really want at this point. Give me an Amazon stock split. That'd be sick. Uh, well, Meta, Amazon did a stock Sonic. split in the past two and a half years, though. Yeah, but Tesla did two in six months. Like, for me, it's not. It just depends on where the price goes. The Apple Play is one I'm always interested in, just because like they continue to dominate mobile markets. Meta is really interesting if they continue to lean into like the Oculus and some of the things that they're doing with virtual reality. Apple's headset though is the big one that I'm waiting on because like once that fully gets into production and rolls out gets into people's hands i'll be cautiously waiting to see what the public sentiment is on that because that's going to have a pretty lasting effect in my opinion and if that does well i think we're then going to see success on the meta meta front these are all boring I, stocks what's I, easy I, pr I prefer kicks perspective on this which is yeah. literally dude you're asking me what 
Hey, Nick, what do you think of the S&P 500? I, I, I literally knew that you were going to have some negative comment. I'm surprised it took this long to get to the point. I was actually really, uh, like, you know, I mean, a little bit. The play bit, here is to just long every surprised. single. The play is to long every single mining stock into an ETF approval. You take one year out call options and just let it fucking go. Like, just don't even think twice about what it. What were those January call options that you were talking about? Oh, God. Uh, Coinbase. 2025 January options. Coinbase is, uh, had a next year in the money next year. Coinbase options. It, it's, it's had a retracement here. Actually would be one to pull up. Uh, Coinbase. Like here. So I'm, uh, I, I'm up 84% on Coinbase is my current position. Uh, I will say, um, there I like are this chart. Uh, can we see I the mean, full chart, Clemente? Hey, Clemente, get the full chart up there. <laughs> um, yeah. So we went from like 180 back to 150. Yep. I don't know. This this is an interesting uh, interesting position. But this um, is going to be the bet on like if crypto is truly in a bull market, this is going to go much, much higher. That's why I'm like, even right now, grabbing like a 180 call option for January 2025 and just sitting on it. Doesn't feel like the worst move, especially after that late liquidation type of play that we saw in crypto over the last 48 hours. I, I, I like in the money call options with long expirations. Um, well, what if we're all just wrong? What if we're all just like... <laughs> Real quick, Kicks, our co-founder and uh, co-host of the show just comes in and says, that chart looks like ass about the, uh, the Coinbase chart. How, why? Why does it look like ass? Anyway, Nick, you, you can go ahead and continue. Kix wants to know my favorite fixed income play. <laughs> what dividend stocks are you looking at right now? Yeah, so honestly, uh, you know, I'm very big on like Pfizer. Pretty good dividend at this point. Uh, they've had a mean retracement since that whole situation with uh, a while back. That one's great, you know. Uh, Everyone that always talks about dividend stocks, I've always, I, I, interestingly enough, crazy. Got, gotten screwed on dividend stocks. What's Coca-Cola's yield? The, I, I used to trade uh, AT&T, got freaking wrecked with that, man. Like, it just keeps going down no matter what. Dude, you just buy SDiv. That's what I buy. If I'm doing any dividend stuff, it's a super dividend ETF, and it just does it all for you. That's the move. You just buy real, SDiv. Real quick, Clemente said he sold all of his marathon mining stock at the bottom. What are you doing? What, what, like you're selling Bitcoin equities now? That's a wild thing to do. Um, Iris Energy is a stock that I talked about on this show offhandedly be just because Mike Alfred is on the board. I uh, bought a very negligible position uh, in my IRA and in my uh, brokerage account, and it did like pump really hard. So I wish I had bought way more. The mining stocks are interesting. I just don't know really anything about that game. I've never really participated. I've always bought spot Bitcoin. Um, you, Nick, you mentioned, and, and Easy, you mentioned call options. Well, Nancy Pelosi and her husband actually bought some serious call options on NVIDIA. Uh, my friend brought up AMD as a bit of a, you know, something in the same category. I don't know if you guys just don't want to talk about that now. Uh, you've expressed that you think this is boring and we can move on. But NVIDIA versus AMD versus that, uh, you know, kind of option for people to buy. Any, any interest in those? I don't know the chips market very uh, very well, but NVIDIA is uh, the one that I keep seeing uh, bullish takes on. Look, they got a uh, PE here at 64. The trade there is on the AI GPUs. You missed out on a lot of the upside here. 
uh, revenue over the uh, what, dude? Quarterly revenue of eighteen billion up from thirteen. Dude, look at that revenue growth. Pull pull up the financials, Clemente. All right, let's go. We got Nick interested in talking about NVIDIA. This is a miracle. Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm surprised he's just like, oh, I thought he was going to shit on it. Uh, Clemente, let's get these financials Here, I'll, I'll for NVIDIA. Put, I'll, put, I'll put it on the screen because Clemente doesn't know how to get the financials of a, <laughs> of a company. So, the, uh, the like, this is crazy. The quarterly revenue growth up from six seven billion up to 18 billion i believe what happened if my recollection serves me correctly here is that basically there was a bottleneck in their supply chain uh with uh, ability to produce chips during so the they, pandemic during the pandemic and after and so they weren't able to fulfill the demand basically um nvidia has resulted like their g basically all the api stuff went to gpus and that's what nvidia happened to be great at um and so they've they've uh benefited greatly here's where it looks a little bit different um is the 2023 revenue versus 2022 does not look as significant so maybe they're just uh cyclical um and that i i don't know what, what though this this these two charts do not mesh for whatever reason uh i don't know you know they're 64 billion dollars in revenue with a 1.2 trillion dollar market cap I look at what is uh, the revenue of Microsoft is 56 billion annual revenue. Market uh, cap? So, uh, I no that sorry that's quarterly. What's the annual? Right. I, I was asking what the market cap is of Microsoft. 200, 200 billion with a 2.5 trillion, 2.75 trillion. So they're at a 10x multiple of revenue to market cap, and you got uh, these guys at. 26 billion going at with 4x all right honestly you know what this makes me realize what's There's that this one token that's sitting at a 2.9 billion fully diluted market cap and it just makes me feel like it could be underpriced here and that token's Filecoin. <laughs> actually though are well, we about no, to have some Filecoin uh, flatulence <laughs> uh, dude it's the Filecoin fuckheads your boy's down 10 percent since he's by yesterday <laughs> <laughs> file coin baby I, I, wow uh dude did it dump ever since i mentioned it on the show you like bought pico top somehow like the literal giga top point is where nick bought in <laughs> what the hell i got like, the best part is the comments all shared a solana spl token that's like compared to Filecoin, but on soul called shadow s-h-d-w well, Shadow's interesting because we have Shadow aliens that are going around Miami, so the timing there is interesting. I Yo. did see the Shadow token also. You're talking about the Solana storage uh, service, which is a competitor to Filecoin, supposedly. What's interesting is is I feel like they may be in a trademark dispute soon because if you look up Shadow Storage, there's literally another company. There's like 15 of them, too. Offering cloud storage under the brand name Shadow. I have no idea what's going on. I like that Kicks brought up Render, though, uh, RNDR, which I am also bullish on. Render's a really good token, in my opinion, too. It's cloud computing, uh, and, like, you can leverage that for other services. I just think the cloud computing model right now is going to just giga-send with all the AI shit that's been going on. It just I, feels I, like makes I, sense. In general, I'll be honest, I've hated the cloud storage and compute uh, tokens. because you just don't get it. It's fine. 
No, just, I understand it's like, it. It's like your thesis on Bitcoin. You just don't understand these two revolutionary technologies, which is fine. <laughs> okay. It's fine. That, that, just quoting P.O. on this one. It's, uh, I like AWS, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with Amazon, um, which is why I'm just like, why am I using these other services? Excuse me. Anyone else want to talk? Bless you, Nick. Bless you, Nick. Anyway, look, ladies and gentlemen, next story. We got Node Monkeys, Bitcoin Ordinals, NFT collection, flipping Mutant Apes in price, as Bunny pointed out, not in market cap because Mutant Apes have a 20,000 supply, whereas Node Monkeys only have a 10,000 supply. Node Monkeys is essentially one of two notable projects on Ordinals with a 10,000 uh, supply. Node Monkeys reached a new all-time high of 0.28 Bitcoins, over 12,000 US dollars. They also revealed that the two co-founders each have wallets with 500 Node Monkeys each which if combined are currently worth over $12 million. I should point out, this is how Ordinals works because there are not um, royalties on Ordinals NFT collections is the revenue model for the team is to mint their own, um, you know, kind of like allocation of the NFT collection and then actually sell it on the secondary market to generate revenue for themselves. So that's just how it, it works thus far on ordinals. It's relatively normal. I'd say easy can check me on that, but I, I think it's relatively normal. Nick, what the hell is going on with mutants? Why is the price just down only Bunny, What does it feel like continuing to have the majority of your net worth in a, in a company which, which uh, the, the assets just continue depreciating in value? I mean, you, you do this, but like the price hasn't really moved that much. Uh, it moved from 15,000 down to 10,000. So that's a 33% retracement. It was at 25,000 before. I don't look at the mutant ape chart. I just, I typically only look at the board apes, but like, and I just assume it like works in the same like ratio, but. I don't know. I mean, they were like, what, board apes were what, like 65,000 a couple of weeks ago? They're 62,000 right now. I mean, that's like not something I'm going to lose my mind over. I mean, you may have to start selling things at your house. <laughs> oh, I got to sell the silverware. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, moving on in terms of long term price impact, uh, easy. What do you make it like the founders owning 10% of the supply? Is that something you're concerned about? It is a, a large quantity. Uh, what do you think? No, I'm a huge fan, especially if they want to give me one. That'd be great. I would have no issues with it. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal, to be honest. Everybody think, got an honorary. Yeah, dude, even fucking Pia. Thousands of them. Yeah. But I think the bigger thing to look at here is like there's no royalties on Bitcoin at all. So, like, this is, in my opinion, a lined incentive that's going on with it, where it's like, theoretically, if price goes up, they could offload some recoup capital. Like, there's a bunch of ways that they could navigate this or give them away. There's a ton of options that they have with these. So I don't think it's a bad thing whatsoever that they have this. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense. Seems Bitcoin. like they're going to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to change the subject, so please go ahead. I was going to say, it seems like they're going to flip OMB uh, because uh, all the uh, OMB, there, I had a guy in my DMs yesterday telling me that I'm a punk ass bitch, basically uh, an artist. He's a little bit, um, yeah, he was actually, he had good art, which was disappointing for me because I was like, hey, I like the art. Those weren't his exact words, but he said, I hope I never run into you in person, you herb. Wow. Well, there you go. Um <laughs> 
Look at this tweet from Char. I mean, Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, no comment. Um, moving on. Bitcoin puppets did a two and a half X. Uh, they have been the latest ordinals craze. The collection did, like I said, a two and a half X in 24 hours to 0.022 Bitcoins, which is about $1,000. I've been thinking about uh, ordinals quite a bit in the sense that this is like, this is like pregame with ordinals. When NFT stuff really heats up and as the user interface of ordinals improves, as the wallets improve, as the marketplaces improve, as the contracts improve, like all that stuff improves, man, it's going to be a crazy cook on ordinals because an OG Bitcoiner that says, all right, fuck it, I'll buy an ordinal to him. One Bitcoin, he doesn't care. It's not a big deal. You have like 6,000 Bitcoins. You don't really care about one Bitcoin. But to like normal people, it's like, oh, that that collection has a one Bitcoin floor. That's a crazy come up. If somebody mints a big uh, a Bitcoin ordinal for like 0.01 or 0.02 Bitcoins and it runs to like 0.7 Bitcoins, that is an insane run. And so the ordinal situation over the next two years could go crazy. Um, it's still very hard to figure out what to buy. There is a flat out obsession with provenance, flat out obsession. Uh, and honestly, that's very smart from the people that are creating the ordinals, calling them digital artifacts and just harping on the significance of the rare Satoshis that there are, how uh, low the inscription numbers are, things like that. Uh, that's the smartest thing to do if you're a creator, because then you're just kind of like washing your hands. You're like, I don't got to do anything. The price should go up on these solely based on the provenance. Uh, if that's going to stay the case, it's going to be pretty wild. My The thing I'm most interested in that I don't have exposure to is on-chain monkey at this point. Obviously, I'm interested in ninjas, but I'm going to be able to mint one of those. That's Trevor's. And then lastly, I'm super interested in uh, Taproot Wizards. Uh, but who knows how that comes out the gate? That's going to go crazy. And to me, that's without question the flagship, you know, the, the premier uh, Bitcoin ordinals collection. And I can, honestly just can't wait to see what they do outside of the NFTs. Forget about the NFTs. Can't wait to see what they do outside the NFTs. Um, easy. What do you make of Bitcoin puppets? Is it left curve season? What do you think, Easy? It's absolute most left curve season right now if you look at something that doesn't make sense buy it if you read something and you just think what the hell is this buy it if you are analyzing something and you're sitting there like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my entire life you should probably buy multiple like right that's just how the market's trading right now dude there's currently a surge in price on 2001 honda civics because of a meme token like it's the only honda civic right now that's going up in price that's just how it feels right now is like don't overthink anything. Just left curve everything. If it makes too much sense, you're probably wrong. Like, just don't. It's There's nothing else to even consider at this point. The market is absolutely upside down. I'm here for it. Bunny, you uh, on this show infamously basically declared Ordinals dead. You thought Taproot Wizards wasn't going to go anywhere. What's your position on Ordinals now? Taproot Wizards. You Ooh. literally had a comment where you said, uh, how about those Taproot Wizards now? No, no, I don't remember that. I think you're misremembering it. So the Bitcoin puppets are actually, they're allegedly the miladies of Bitcoin. So that's like, I think that's super interesting. That's, I'm sure you do think that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you ever purchased Bitcoin ever, Bunny? It's okay Bitcoin? if you have. No, yeah, I've purchased Bitcoin before. I've never purchased an ordinal, though. You've put your, purchased dollar sign Bitcoin or Bitcoin? I've actually, well, I've act, I haven't purchased dollar sign bitcoin i've only purchased the real bitcoin what that's yeah. a, that, uh, come on 
I don't know, dude. I, I felt I got chilled that really early. So it's like one of those plays where you just felt like you were too late and you were buying the top and then it just kept going up. Well, there you go. Well, look, moving on past ordinals and over to gaming tokens on Ethereum, which is a particularly interesting corner of the market, in my opinion, because of Ethereum, uh, you know, the narrative around Ethereum right now. Pixelmon and Mochaverse are both beginning to ramp up marketing for their upcoming tokens. In December, we saw Grapecoin and Portalcoin have pre-sales with uh, Grapecoin having a slightly disappointing launch. There are more and more gaming tokens on Ethereum with existing NFT projects, yet most are being dropped without gameplay actually being live. Uh, Easy, does this concern you at all? No, to be honest. I think that we've seen all these gaming tokens have like an insanely hyped narrative at the moment. And right now, I think like it's kind of anticipated that one of them wasn't going to go up only. I do think eventually Grape will rebound, but... There's still so many other plays that are happening with the same narrative. So right now, I think you're looking at like an overworld, which has a token coming, Mochaverse. A lot of these games, uh, Pixelmon has a way to farm the on token with their upcoming idol game. There's a bunch of stuff right now that I think you can participate in and figure out allocation. That's the thing. So like, I think the narrative right now is going to continue until one of these absolutely flops. Like if you did Grapecoin presale, you made two and a half X if you sold it right away. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I remember, I feel like you, well, I think we all were actually on the allow list for Grapecoin presale. Was the limit 0.25 Ethereum? And I feel yeah, like at that time you were skeptical of that move. Yeah, I actually passed on it. Um, I applied out on one wallet. I had a few that I could have done with the pre-sales and I didn't. Um, I don't know. Just for me, I was like, I think I can use that capital in other places. Well, Mente uh, is definitely hoping that the, the uh, Grape token goes up. It, you know, he went he went big on that grape grape game. It's uh, I wish he was able to come on the show so he could talk about his position. But he's just uh, what I, technically why isn't he able to come on? Pia, he what who Clemente? He just doesn't yeah. have his audio set up. What are you talking about? Mm. Clemente, get that audio set up, dude. He'll be back tomorrow. He'll be back tomorrow. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh. AKA Monday. Uh, anyway, last last question on this. Out of these three tokens that have let yet to launch in 2024, easy. Which of you? Uh, which one do you think actually has the highest upside? Pixelmon, Portalcoin. Well, Portalcoin. Okay. Anyway, uh, Overworld or Mocha Coin. Mocha. Mocha. I'm going Mocha on this one, just because Anna Mocha is like, dude. I feel like they'll just pump it themselves if they have to. Like that coin has to do well. Why did they pump the grape coin then? <laughs> because they've invested in 16 different coins. Well, so that's the issue. I, dude, it's got to be portal coin. Like, no way in hell, dude. Attention, portal coin hat. Like, it was insane. Dude, they have a wallet. Like, I, I don't know. They have legitimate partnerships. I, I think it has way more legs than the Mocha token. Uh, like, I don't need 10 tokens for Mana Mocha, dude. <laughs> well, look, you got, you're on to something there. There's quite a few tokens. However, so what about not the buy the one token? Well, th that's an argument. Also, what about the Binance Mafia? Seriously. What is up with the Binance Mafia? Where they been? They, they were in meme coin is where they've been. And the question is, are they going to be in mocha coin? Dude, the Animoca, I, I like Bunny's perspective with this, actually, and is making me want to buy this grape token. Clemente, goodbye. You know, that was a good, it was a good purchase. Are we doubling down here? Can you at least send a message and let us know whether or not you're so that we can relay that information to the audience? He sold his uh, grape coin at break even. 
He said he sold. <laughs> Clemente is making really funny. Oh, it was sold at 10 cents. Now it's at six cents. Clemente saying that we should double down. Look, I don't know about every single token here. Uh, I wonder if the Binance Mafia will get involved in Mocha Coin. I also wonder if Ron token, Ronin token, will get exchange listed on Binance. That would be very interesting, I think. Um, I feel like that should be on the table, but we'll see. I know Kix was big on a Ron token. I, I you know, did a little bit of a, a, a position there, but nothing too crazy. Anyway, uh, look, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I uh, hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll have to see if the Bitcoin ETF rumors are true and we get an approval here after hours today or over the weekend. Either way, it seems like we are going to know definitively in the next five days whether this bad boy is going to be approved. Uh, thanks for listening. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's available on Apple and Spotify podcasts. If you like the audio recording, to share with people outside of the Twitterverse. Uh, the show is also available with a video feed if you're just listening. Uh, that is available on YouTube and X platform video. So basically, wherever you're at, we're there. Check out the video sometime if you haven't before. It's a lot of fun to actually watch the show versus just listen to it. But either way, we'll be back next year. We've been doing I mean, next week. We've been doing the show for two plus years at this point. Love doing it. 